Hello, everyone. How you doing? You beautiful people, you. How Welcome are we? Back. Welcome back. Welcome Epi- back. Episode 12. The big one twos coming at you. One two, one two. One two, one two. The road is pin number. Uh, how are we all? It's been a while. Lots has lots happened, Andy. Lot has happened. Oh, a lot of a lot's happened. A lot, a lot's happened. If there were bridges, the multitude of water that would have gone under them uh, <laughs> would be um, well multitudinous. Well, we uh, wouldn't be having a fucking hosepipe ban next year, would we? Let's let's be honest. Yeah, lots have happened. Um, I mean, some good, lots some, not so good. Some good, some absolutely truly fucking terrible. Guess which ones we're talking about tonight. Oh, oh, is it the fun stuff? <laughs> Some of it. Yeah. I, yeah. Looking at the itinerary, I see nothing fun. <laughs> uh, well, there's a couple of fun words in there. Yeah. So who are you? <laughs> My name's Phil Goff, at Geek Therefore. And who are you? I'm Andy Chamberlain, at Surrey and Lives. You sexy bastard, you. And what is this? This is the Parasol... Parasol? What the fuck? Paracetamol Headache Podcast. Should we try that again? Take two. What is this? This is the Paracetamol Headache Podcast. This is the Paradotable Podcast. This is the Parasol Fancier's Society. (laughs) Oh, it's a lovely umbrella you've got there, sir. (laughs) What a wonderful aperture it has. Oh, Um, (laughs) man. <laughs> Look at that, flick it in, it's right up. Stop flicking it in. <laughs> There's a metaphor for life. Right. <laughs> Shall we go on? Because there is a lot to cover tonight. Yes. You're listening to the Paracetamol Headache Podcast, the uh, pseudo-political perennial hosted by a bunch of poncy bastards. For people who are similarly like-minded. Made by morons, four idiots. Welcome on with the bongs! Bong! Stuella Braverman. She's an agitator, a Tory mass person hater. Rishi Sunak is a weak, prophetic little man, just in case you forgot. Bong! Gaza on my mind. When is a genocide not a genocide? Donald Trump, more expensive than he lets on, except when it's cheaper, and only when it when he paid less tax or you know whatever. <laughs> the media have to wake up and start doing their fucking jobs. You absolute fucking knobshines. Ooh, that one. That's my personal favorite from the list of this week's uh, headlines. Yeah. Um, except Kay Burley and her angry vagina. Oh yeah, and um, and um, oh, Beth Beth Rigby, Beth Rigby in a stern fringe. I love it. Honestly, that is cut with a spirit level and an angry face. She looks like how Roald Dahl describes a witch. Which, but but she's a fucking legend. She is an absolute legend, and the only reason I know that she's not a witch is because she doesn't wear like elbow length gloves. No. But, at the same time, she does look exactly like how Roald Dahl describes a witch. She and is the like, Grand High Witch. I just get a little bit <laughs> because she's there. Uh, oh, she does something for me. Honestly, some days she's a two cushion, a two cushion job, isn't it? 
Dude, dude, we're better. Than- we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're but we're not. Why are we fooling ourselves? We've we've got rid of one. We've got rid of the one word that we said we wouldn't say anymore. But come on, yeah. Beth, but it should be Beth Rigid, not Beth Rigby. Just before we continue, um, we Sorry. were with you last week. However, uh, the UK was absolutely battered by a. Um, uh, 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 like a level five storm. Um, yeah, and we did. We did try. We did try, and then we actually got some lovely material. But it was all very one sided because Philip, who lives I on kept... the coast, got battered. You were getting absolutely mooned, mate. It was battered like a fucking cod, honestly. But yeah, where I live in Leicester, which is you know the landlocked East Midlands, <laughs> we had an inconvenient breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had to swim to work, and I live on the third floor. Um, yeah, it was just mental. So apologies, we did try it, just and we we did try and persist, but it just didn't work. So having said that, I'm much happier that we're recording this week because let's be honest, the Tories have made it very easy. Oh my god, the the week that we the week that we've had from when we um uh, had to drive the podcast into the sea because it wasn't working. Um, <laughs> I didn't need to. Yeah, it was outside my door. The, the the Tories really have just kind of lined up like shots and we are just knocking them back at the bar. We, we like, don't even have to kick up. them hard. We just have to walk them across, honestly. Honestly, this yeah. country has got to a point now where it's actually pantomime. It, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like being a cast member of the Inbetweeners Downing Street edition. Yeah, you Tory wankers. Um, literally, you are a bunch of Tory wankers. Ooh, lifestyle decision. Ooh. <laughs> oh, can't sack her. Oh. Yeah. Stuella so, Braverman, whilst we're talking about utter ghouls, she's um she's had a week, hasn't she? We should have done this episode a week ago for Halloween because she is literally a monster. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't know if she goes home and takes her skin suit off to let her lizardy scales breathe or what. But honestly, her husband just must sleep in utter fear. When when Pretty Patel is standing on the sidelines, applauding, applauding your efforts because you're more <laughs> of a cunt than she is. Oh, Andy! Andy, no! But that word is... it. No, no, do you know what? It is an accurate word to describe this woman. Um, there's not even any ignominy there because I'm <laughs> going to use that word whenever she's mentioned because she is absolutely one of those people. She's, she really is. He's a horrendous human being. And I, 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 I never in a million years on my Tory being a bunch of wankers bingo card thought that Suella Braverman would be the one which would would basically turn the Tory party into the Republicans. I mean... She's starting a war with her own police force. The, the, I mean, people, the people that work for her, she's gone to war over. So I mean, the, she, her, her article opened by stating very clearly that the police are now playing favourites and that left-leaning events are now being policed softly. And it's a disgrace. We can, we can, we can actually kind of... Uh, knock this section down by a few minutes by simply merging two of the talking points. So yeah. Gaza is being absolutely leveled by a furious Israeli state. 
yes Net yahoo has has you know gone on multiple talk shows and multiple um news broadcasters and in multiple interviews is is very clearly stated that as far as he is concerned palestine is not a not a place that he wants to exist anymore um, no, he just wants another fucking car park that's what it, he's just gonna level it and he won't be happy until it's gone and it's been revealed that um a number of the people that died at the festival on the the first day of the conflict were killed by Israeli forces um, in Apache gunships because they had no way of knowing who was a terrorist and who was a civilian. So, yeah, like in, entire columns of cars were like shot at because they they didn't know what they were targeting. They just knew they were under attack, so they panicked. They just fired. They just shot. They just shot indiscriminately. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about Gaza and and Israel as if it's you know Palestine and Israel as if it's a, a straightforward. We're not talking about sides here. We're talking about people, and and the Palestinians are not, by and large, Hamas. Hamas are a terrorist organization who are waging war with Israel. Would that be fair to say? And and who use human shields yeah and use public facilities to store their weaponry um that's not proven it's you know more or less a fact because everybody knows it's a fact because they've basically admitted to the to the fact i mean they make no bones about it literally they've been proven by like inspectors or anything but a a political power in charge of the the country what it is yeah and what it could be is obviously a thousand times more, but Hamas firing 3,000 rockets in an evening into Israel and then starting a mobile invasion into the country. I mean, there's no way you can you can look at that and not think that's the kind of mad act of people who have got nothing to lose. Yeah. And as far as they're concerned... A jihad is a perfectly reasonable way to die. Yeah, and it's. it's I, I, I but to but to weaponize that in this country as the home fucking secretary is a disgrace. And but, to draw to draw parallels with Northern Ireland, just but it's not just it's not just kind of minimizing and and drop, dropping one conflict into into a a, a soundbite. It's also drawing years and years and years of heartache in ireland into this as well it's it's it, crazy it's, the, the last the, it's, since october 6th when the the um the, the conflict between israel and uh palestine started because of hamas's attack um it it's been a, a spiral of uh, disasters i think yeah i mean the whole it's just it's horrendous. It's utterly, utterly horrendous. Geopolitically, humanitarianly, you know, just just in general, it's been a disaster. And the escalation on the Israeli side has been nothing short of horrific. It's genocide. Let's let's not let's not beat around the it's genocide. It's a mass extermination of a people that have no means of defending themselves. And I think I think the public discourse has been very much in the fact that, you know. I don't. I have not seen a single person come forward and say that Hamas uh, were in the right or 
what they did was a righteous act. Everyone has been soundly lambasting them for yeah. a despicable surprise attack. Which cowardly. Cowardly, cowardly. And, and calculated. It was just awful. Especially when you know that you you are the underdog and the response that you're going to be getting from a state like Israel, a nuclear state yeah. who, who have already got their fingers very itchy over the top of a trigger yeah. and are pointing several sniper's rifles at your country, at your people who have done nothing wrong. Yeah. Like Just the whole it's... situation is a, is a lit match slowly lighting down into a gasoline tube. It's terrifying. The whole thing is just terrifying. And then you've got cunts like Suella Braven, and I'm sorry for using that word, but like you say, it is an accurate word to describe her. Just agitating and agitating. It's like she wants to watch this country burn as well. Sitting back and watching this happen, when we know that it's been on centre hooks for you know, a number of years, and with the, the level of... Um, uncertainty in israel politically speaking with their their can it not being able to kind of form properly they've been bouncing between leaders for the last like 18 months to two years you know benjamin netanyahu is one of the most corrupt individuals in the country yet he still is in charge of the country yeah and the zionist state and zionist way of thinking is that they have got the power, the firepower, and the ability to prove that they own that area. Yeah. And Palestine don't have a say in the matter because they're not big enough. They don't have the means, the support, or the uh, resources to to take this higher on the geopolitical stage. Uh, it's yeah. going to be a stalemate forever. It's you know, it's, it, it is it is a perfect analogy for the Republic of Ireland and the Northern Ireland during the Troubles. Yeah. You know, Philosophically, it's very, very similar. You just sub out, you know, the Judaism and the 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 Muslim and Islamic faith with, you know, Protestant and Catholic. It's it's essentially the same situation. But you didn't yeah. see Northern Ireland firing three thousand rockets across the border into fucking no, no, you didn't Dublin, did you? You know, where there was always going to be there was always there was always a, a powerhouse of political power there to keep stability going even when there were terrorist attacks like the ira in london and you know manchester and so on and so forth there was always going to be support there from a from a larger international stage palestine doesn't have that yeah and then to sit back and watch their people be called you know to a man terrorists and monsters and ghouls and you know uh, like subhuman filth and the, the 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 Hamas, which runs Palestine, and the Palestinian people are not one in the same. They're not interchangeable. They are completely separate entities. Yeah. And I think every right-thinking person in the world knows that Palestine deserves to have a state that it can call its own, much yeah. like Israel deserves to have a state it could call its own. And the Palestinian yeah. people deserve stability, security, and the ability to just live their lives. Yeah. And to watch it being systematically destroyed. And wiped how- out. Not just destroyed, wiped out. It's sick. It's sick. It is. And, you know, in the interesting, meantime- Interestingly, though, um, the stories dropped earlier on this evening, about eight o'clock, about um, Braverman now being investigated by Downing Street. 
I've just read just reading um over, over her article that was written. She had followed proper channels. I'm just reading it now, interestingly. Um, um to show the article to Downing Street, they insisted on serious, serious changes that needed to be made, and they did not make them. They posted the article as was. Um, essentially what's happened here is on Sunday, Remembrance Sunday. Uh, will be the November 11th, so Remembrance Sunday and um, the Remembrance of the Armistice in the First World War um, yeah. and the Cenotaph and Remembrance Sunday parades in London are possibly going to be met with protests about the situation in Gaza with yeah. the Palestinians basically being obliterated by the Israelis yeah. um, and Israel, you know, allegedly and 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 arguably committing daily war crimes yes of the, same, of the same kind of level as what we've been talking about russia committing in ukraine um it th th there's no difference between the acts that they've been doing but it just happens that israel are our allies and russia aren't so yeah but also israel has always been a very tinderbox contentious, contentious issue um, and to see this happening has obviously stirred up a lot of emotions in people. Um, and, and then and in, in the mix of all this, we've got Rishi Sunak, who is has basically just been castrated by Suella Bradman as well. Ineffectual little man who has got no power whatsoever and has she, absolutely she, no yeah. idea what he's doing. He's so he's, got, he, he, he's gone on record once the investigation started. He's gone on record as saying the Home Secretary still has his confidence this was earlier tonight the home secretary has his confidence the same way that gavin williams had boris johnson's confidence because yeah. gavin williams walked in on boris johnson getting noshed off by carrie yeah so therefore yeah. had something over him suella braverman who already got sacked for breaking ministerial code and then was reinstated like six days later when rishi sunak came to power definitely has something over rishi sunak yeah. Otherwise, she would have gone six months. Well, ago. the I'm again. Sorry, I'm just reading it literally as as it's happening. So, um, one of the working theories is that Sunak is preparing a cabinet reshuffle for next week, and Braverman knows that she probably won't survive the cull. What will this be? The fourth cabinet reshuffle. Yeah. I mean, I'm so I'm so over it. Like, not, let's not, can we not just counting the ones which have been forced on him because of by elections. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, she's trying to position herself in advance of this expected demotion. She's going to be removed as Home Secretary. She her her position is now untenable, rightly or wrongly, and it's wrongly. Let's be honest, her position has now become untenable. So what what does she have on this weak little man who is supposed to be running our country? Uh, it's no secret that when we get to the next, did she did she catch him with his break his Baywatch blanket? Do you think? No, no. <laughs> when we get to the next election, the, the the chances are looking more than favourable that we're going to be having a Labour government. You know, if, or, or at the very least, a, at the very least, a change of government. Yeah, a change of government, and it's it's likely going to be Labour in power. Otherwise, we're going to have a, a government of you know national unity made yeah. up of Labour, Liberal Democrats, and whoever else can get signed up so they can work together. Does, um, to, to be honest, is that such a bad thing? A a, a one party go a you know a one government you know just a unified government. Do, do would that not be an advantageous thing? 
it would be nice to just have a government, to be absolutely honest with you. <laughs> yeah, a government that actually is not lying in their own pockets. So, I mean, he, what's he doing? What the fuck is he doing? And actually, you could see him dying. I didn't watch the whole of Prime Minister's Question Time because I've had to stop because I shout at the TV. But when Starmer was on the offensive about Braverman, you could just see, actually, Sunak wanted the ground to open him up. And she was sat there smirking like someone who's farted and got away with it. And he just looked like he wanted to die because he knows he knows. He knows he's not in power anymore. He's a puppet. Yeah. Weak little man. But in, the, in the meantime, Braverman is doing everything in her power to just be the focal point in the news. She's basically flooding the zone with shit. A Steve Bannon tactic, yeah. which Boris Johnson applied liberally throughout his premiership. She's lining herself up not to be the next prime minister, but to be the next leader of the Conservative Party. Yep. She knows she's not going to be the Prime Minister. Because... The thing is, if she's trying to line herself up to be the new leader of the opposition, which is likely looking like it was going to happen, because yeah. if Sunak loses the election, there's no way they're going to keep him on as leader. No. So another power struggle. And a lot of people think that Braverman, with this, the backing of the 1922 committee... Um, She'll do it. She'll do it, and the ERG. Yeah. Uh, she'll do it. She'll she'll be she'll be the next Tory leader, unless something absolutely like epoch happens within the party to put them back on track. Yeah. Then the the chances of her not being leader are thin to nothing. Yeah, yeah. So and, that, she, and that's fr that's frightening. I mean, it's terrifying considering that she's not fit to be a minister, let alone prime minister. Yeah. Let alone leader of the opposition, she shouldn't be in the position she's in as like you know what the third most powerful person in the country. Yeah, I mean it's it's obscene that this woman should not be able to manage a fucking McDonald's, let alone you know the one of the largest one of the largest powers in the world. Here's just a few of the headlines of what she said this week. Um, she said that homeless people um, are lazy. <laughs> And that, it's a lifestyle choice because it's a lifestyle choice and in the meantime oh my word legislation that will have people who buy tents for people who are homeless prosecuted i know how soulless honestly when she looks in the mirror just nothing there's no reflection there the fucking ghoul but if you say anything about comparing her to um hitler's germany oh she'll come down in like a ton of bricks and try and get your tv program cancelled yeah, yeah. Mention their name, Gary Lineker. I mean, it's a good job he's got the Walkers thing to fall back on, but it didn't do him any, any harm, did it? Let's be honest. Headline number two. She tried to say that anybody who goes to the protests on Sunday um, to support Gaza are terrorist sympathisers. Yeah. I terrorist terrorist sympathizers i don't remember that working out quite so well when um david cameron called jeremy corbyn a terrorist sympathizer no because where is he now well just... actually, he's probably financially doing very well for himself but um you know good lord come on we're, we're better than this people as a country we're better than this why are we allowing why are these people still in power why are we allowing these people in power if I'm, not wrong, if I'm not mistaken, the reason why he called Corbyn a terrorist sympathiser um, 
was because he voted against the military action in Syria. Yep. Um, and yeah, yes, I know that he did a lot of work in Northern Ireland during the Troubles, but he was working for for the British government or like, you know, in his ministerial position, um, trying to bridge the gap between North and South. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he said some shitty stuff and he said some like ill ill advised things and he's misspoken on a number of occasions. And when you are leader of the opposition or in a power, you know, uh, of that level, you do have to be very, very, very clinical with how you talk. Yeah. Um, or at least you did before, I don't know, 2016, when everything changed. And then the more you lie, prevaricate, outright just make shit up, the more power you get and the more yeah. the public just gives you a buy. Hence why we have people like fucking Liz Truss and Boris Johnson. Oh, Liz Truss, man. What a Dominic oxygen. fucking Raab. I mean, yeah, just, I mean, all that aside, the fucking COVID inquiries, some of the nonsense and the nastiness and the evil and the, that is coming out in that. I mean, what, what is this country coming to? Honestly, we're, we're failing. We're failing as a country. We're failing. We're failing humanity. When Dominic Cummings comes across as a reasonable individual, you know you've I gone mean, shit. Up. Yeah, I mean, what does that tell you about the state of politics at the minute? I know, I know, I know a, a dozen or so um, perfectly reasonable um, human beings who are also utterly unlikable. However, you cannot get past the fact that as unlikable as they are, they are also perfectly reasonable with the way they explain themselves. Yeah, Dominic Cummings came across as a very unlikable human being, but an incredibly personable and astute mind. And you can't fault the logic that he had that he employed while he was in the position as an advisor to Boris Johnson. Yeah. It's also not his fault that Boris Johnson was basically a fucking inept monkey. Yeah. Who who um who are, it, it, I I I can't I can't cite the source here, but someone I remember reading something this week that actually he he wanted to be infected with COVID. He was asking for an injection of the of live COVID. Let's see if I can find it. Um, and I don't know why. Why would you want that? Some some of the shit that's come out about COVID is disgusting beyond the pale, and I, I can never be forgiven. But then on the back of COVID and the government slowly eating itself live, we got having people like Suella Braverman and Rishi Sunak coming to such like great national provenance that they are now the prime minister and the home fucking secretary. Yeah, here you go. He actually asked not only to be infected with COVID live on television to show that people at at the start of the pandemic show it did not pose a threat. Um, a witness statement, a witness statement from um, Edward Lister, chief staff, um, said he Johnson suggested to senior civil servants and advisors that he wanted to be injected with COVID nineteen on television, live on television, to demonstrate to the public that it, it did not pose a threat. Knowing Ola, had he had done that, he would have turned into patient zero of the 
T virus outbreak, and therefore we would have had like people taking Johnson after they've been bitten. Um, oh, so can you imagine glad that never happened? No zombie moans, just can <laughs> hell. Can you imagine? Go, go, yeah. Going back to the headline, yeah, Willa Bravman, she's basically of the opinion that anyone Palestinian is a terrorist sympathizer or a terrorist. She yeah. has called out anybody who wants to go and um, protest uh, Gaza peace talks and um yeah i mean it's not as if we're it's not as if we're we're asking for people to have get arm them and let them we're asking for a ceasefire and peace no no i'm sorry philip but if you're going to ask for a ceasefire that means you're a terrorist sympathizer <laughs> well call me a terrorist sympathizer then because if that's what that is I'd, I'd love to be a terrorist sympathizer if that's what that actually means so she she was pushing for legislation to basically arrest anybody on site, he went down to look like they were going to protest during uh, Remembrance Sunday. Um, then she called the Metropolitan Police weak and ineffectual and... Um, that playing favourites. Yeah, playing favourites. And... Oh. Uh, it, the whole thing is just essentially fucked. Honestly. And the media, what are the fucking media doing about this? How dare you? Know, they need to grow some backbone and actually start reporting facts. She was not puff, not puff pieces that we think people will want to listen to. She was asked by a Holocaust survivor um, to stop using inflammatory words that would incite further hatred, and she told the Holocaust survivor, "No, I will not temper my language. You're going to have to temper your tolerance." Yeah. This is a Holocaust survivor, someone who lived through one of the worst human rights tragedies in the history of our world. Yeah. No. You Gary temper your you temper your understanding and your attitude because what I'm saying is right. And Gary Lineker compared the Tory party's actions to those of Germany. 1930s Germany. It wasn't even the Nazi party, it was 1930s Germany. And was completely lambasted by her for using yeah. the language because she's married to a Jewish man. Yeah. Like Still, there was a lot of repeats of Dad's Army that weekend because there's no football. So I'm great grateful for that. I I it, it makes no sense whatsoever. No, there's no nothing makes sense at the moment, Andy. Nothing makes sense. I'll tell you what, if the reanimated corpse of Enoch Powell walked into Parliament tomorrow, I would not be fucking surprised. Yeah. Nothing oh. nothing is surprising me about our quote unquote government at the moment. They're self-serving, pocket lining pricks, as far as I'm concerned. They need to grow a fucking backbone and do their job, which is running this country. I mean, at least looking across the pond at America, everything's going well over there. Yeah. I mean it's it's swimming oh. over there, isn't it? Oh wait, no, it's all on fire. <laughs> it's a bin fire, isn't it? It's a fucking bin fire. Yeah, um, we'll get to that because you know. Like, shall we just draw a line under Bravo? Shall we all just agree she is what? 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 What word would you use, Andy? The word we're not allowed to use. Cunt. That's three. Now we're done. We're done now. That's the last one. We've done the hat trick. Rishi, but she is. Um, let's just draw a line through him. Throw him in the bin. Set fire to the bin. Throw the bin in the ocean. Drain the ocean. Fire the contents of the ocean into the sun. And then never think about it ever again. 
can we just say we are speaking metaphorically there? We are not physically wishing harm on Rishi Sunak. I mean, I hope he stubs his toe in a really awkward way. Yeah. I hope he catches chlamydia. Yeah, from a koala. I hope he goes on a nice family holiday in a koala. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I, I'm not wishing, I don't wish harm on anyone because that would undo everything we've just said. I don't wish physical harm on everyone. But all do you know I'm what? I, is, all I'm saying is I want Rishi Sunak to go to a zoo and get a particularly rough hand job off a particularly infected marsupial. Okay. I, and I just want him to never calls with super gonorrhea. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for like, you know, violence or an assault. <laughs> or anything. I want him to have perfectly consensual marsupial hand job <laughs> and then get a particularly virulent strain of super gonorrhea. Marsupial gonorrhea. Just, you know, it's not asking for a lot. You know, I, I mean, I all I hope is I hope it keeps him up at night. I hope his dreams are haunted. And I hope every time he looks his children in the eye, he feels like an abject failure. Because at the moment, that's what he is. I hope his children do not speak to him. I hope the shame in their faces keeps him awake at night. I hope when he goes for a wank, the first and last thing he thinks of is Jacob Rees-Mogg. No, you know, you've no full well. It's Margaret Thatcher and a Basque or a Teddy. No, that's what he wants to think of. But he's just going to keep thinking of Jacob Rees-Mogg dressed as a funerals undertaker. Yes. Just as soon as he unzips his trousers, Jacob Rees-Mogg. The moment of climax, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Oh, I hope it's the most unsatisfactory wank ever. He does. He just wanks money. He just comes money when he, you know. Honestly, I, I hope he. I hope he catches erectile dysfunction. I hope he catches on fire. No, we don't. We don't, Andy. We do not wish physical harm on him just something really inconvenient i hope his arsehole catches on fire <laughs> maybe he's fucked by a marsupial with super gonorrhea it probably will yeah no just a particularly you know aggressive <laughs> hand job from a particularly super infected super virulent strain of super gonorrhea holding marsupial i've never had an aggressive hand job i, I mean what just angry just an angry really fucking going for it. Just really fucking going for it. To the point where you feel like you just, you know, you, you're just pulling the skin off of it. You know when you you know when you buy a pepperoni <laughs> and you can't a bit, a bit we fucking... just came out, Andrew. <laughs> you know when you get like a, a pepperoni yeah. yeah. come out of the plastic, you know, condom. So you really fucking going for it, and you're just trying to get the pepperoni out and it looks like a plastic thing, and then the next thing you know, you've just got mush in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, as we're talking from one wank stain to another, Donald Trump. We will <sighs> talk about Donald Trump after these messages from our sponsor. What? Wait, sorry. So hold on, just before we go. <laughs> yes. I would like to drop something here, just a soundbite. Yeah, okay. I, don't I don't know if you heard it. Do you yeah. watch um, Have I Got News For You? I I haven't recently, no. Okay, so last week's episode of Have I Got News For You, Fergal Sharkey, um, Love that man. The, uh, undertones, yeah. was the special guest on uh, Paul Merton's side. Oh, wow. Obviously, very vocal uh, Irishman. Yeah, I mean, has done has done a lot in fighting for the waterways and things. I mean, the man's amazing. Uh, 
exactly and he's like you know he's a he's a he's a vocal proponent of you know the peace talks and um maintaining maintaining the kind of continuity of the peace talks and the demilitarization of you know the 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 paramilitary paramilitary groups that were involved in the troubles he did a monologue in the uh have i got an issue last week and it was it was basically about gaza and how northern ireland and the republic of ireland have enjoyed 23 years of um peace and prosperity in relationships where they've been able to grow mutually together and he wishes yeah. that for Gaza. And it was a, a beautiful piece of um, oratory work um, from, from Mr. Sharkey. So I'm going to drop in the clip here. Yeah. So people can enjoy what is, I think, one of the most positive outlooks at the whole situation and how it will get to our talking point later on, um, how, how we can go about fixing things from this point forward. So we'll drop that in right here. And then we'll get back to Donald Trump. Do we have to? Well, we probably should. Ginormous orange dick face. (laughs) Honestly, it's like an orangutan gone wrong. Yeah, it's like a Jaffa cake spaffed on a ginger wig, isn't it? It's like the, you know, Clyde? Yeah. Which way but loose? Yeah. It's like they got that and then uh, a, a, an old hundred-year-old man at the point of orgasm at one end of the Large Hadron Collider, Clyde at the other end of the Large Hadron Collider, yeah. and then the resultant Higgs boson in the middle is Donald Trump. Yeah. He is a he is- spaffy orangutan. The ginger, the ginger hole. We'll come back and we'll talk about that in less than a minute. But now, Virgil Sharkey. Is partition a good idea in your opinion? Uh, well, this is the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. For 25 years, the people of Northern Ireland have been able to prosper and grow and blossom and have discovered that this thing, peace, is a very delicate, beautiful little flower that needs nurturing, caressing and supporting. I do wish that the people of Gaza and Palestine and Israel get to discover what 25 years of peace, prosperity and diplomacy and democracy looks like and that those people can blossom into a much more confident, much brighter future for everyone involved. Is it Hi there. We really like to hear from you. And as such, we've been idiots and set up a WhatsApp account for you to listen to. If you'd like to get in touch, leave us a message, or even just speak to us and say hi if you love us, the number is 07990863564 on WhatsApp. Message us and uh, get back to us. That number is 07990. 863-564. We definitely promise you it's not a sex line. And that was uh, Fergal Sharkey. Gotta love that man. Yeah, I think it's just a brilliant piece of oratory. And it's a wonderful, like, unscripted moment as well, that he just kind of says his piece and then moves on. Um, uh, the most, the best thing about it is, if you watch the clip, 
is Paul Merton's face throughout the whole of the speech is just like almost let down a little bit by the fact that we, you're actually coming on our show and talking about something which is actually genuinely normal and not, you know, yeah, serious. And you're taking all the fun out of, out of the game. But at the same time, I have to applaud you because it's brilliant. Because it's actually what he's saying is absolutely top, top notch. It just, it just looks a little bit like taken aback by the whole thing. See, you know, he's always on comedy mode. Yes. Well, Paul Merton, that's, he's, he lives and breathes it. So, so there we go. So Donald Trump. Donald Jessica Trump. Fucking Let's hell. Just examine the facts here. Just going through my little list of things. That's right. He is still a massive bellend. He is. So, uh, and ironically, if he gets sent to prison, that is what he'll be facing most days. Just face to face with eyes to eye with a giant bellend. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it hurts me, Bubba. So where to begin with this whole clusterfuck of a bonfire? <laughs> so if you haven't heard Donald Trump's got a couple of legal issues at the moment one or two smattering how very British dollops and smatterings <laughs> the man be fucked let's be honest <laughs> he's he's about as guilty as a new puppy sat next to a pile of poo so imagine you're making fairy cakes for your three-year-old niece uh-huh. And you can be a you know astute, brilliant, wonderful, lovable uncle, and you go into the bakery cupboard and you accidentally knock out the tub of hundreds and thousands, and it cascades down, smashing against your countertop. The lid comes off and spills the entire contents all over your counter. Literal hundreds and thousands. That is. Now, what you're looking at, that mess that you're looking at, each individual one of those hundreds and thousands represents a legal difficulty that Donald Trump is facing. Found himself because he's a cheeky chap. Oh, he's a right cheeky. He's a, he's a wrong one, isn't he? He's a wrong He's a card. He's got his own little way of doing things. Doesn't need a little card. Yeah, but, you know, if you go to middle America, yeah, man, but he speaks the truth. He's plain speaking. Yeah, but what he's speaking is utter shite, Cletus. Shut up! I just how can how can so many people be so fucking stupid? Because <laughs> they voted Donald Trump in, and he brought the national IQ down several points. He's going to become president again. He is, isn't he? He's going to do it. There's no way that he can't not be president. <laughs> the only good thing is, after four more years of nonsense, there's no way he can be president again. The only way that he is not going to become president, and and this is this is fresh off the presses, breaking news as it's happening right now, right here, is that Joe Manchin, the moderate, moderate, so many thing quotes, I'm breaking my entire hand, um, Democrat, who yeah. is liked by Republican um, and Republican donor alike, um, has decided today that he's not going to run for re-election as the Democratic uh, Senator of West Virginia. Really? Um, and his goodbye speech was one that was, this has been the greatest honour of my life. Um, however, 
I'm going to be no longer your senator, but I am still going to be in politics trying to bridge and bolster the middle. And by that, he means red and blue alike. So they think with the language of his retirement speech, he's going to be running for a third party candidate for president. Interesting. And there's a third party which started at the beginning of this year called the No Labels Party, which are run by... Ironically giving themselves a label. um, Yeah. Exactly. Run by super rich Republican donors and super rich Democratic donors who have no longer got a political home, thanks You've to the just had enough partisanship, Biden, Trump, so on and so forth, yada yada yada. Yeah, and they are running as a third party, which in any other country would be completely bloody normal. But in America, if you run through a third party, you're basically fucking the left and the right together to then play somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and. It, it it won't work except for the fact that Joe Manchin is a thinking man's Trump. Uh, to Donald Trump has literally, as we've been talking, taken credit for his retirement. Literally, just now, just now, nine minutes ago. Objection, thy name is Donald. He's in an ebullient mood on True Social after holding her boisterous, uh, boisterous rally in Florida um sarah huckabee sanders current governor of arkansas has obviously endorsed him because she wants to taste his sweet sweet mango um what did he say what did he say basically yeah you're welcome it's me i did it i got rid of him that's nothing to boast about he was the biggest thorn in the democrat side for the last four years probably the last eight years probably probably since the final um couple of months of Obama's um, tenure as president. Oh, holy shit. Hang hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Donald Trump has just announced that Israel is fighting two wars and is losing the war to public relations. They need to do better in their public relations, frankly, because the other side is beating them at the public relations front. Batman's going to be the next president of America. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, he was not prepared for Hamas. Hundreds of thousands of kidnapped. Yeah. Holy shit. We were actually getting along very well with Iran. Donald Trump claims when he was president. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. I don't get it. <laughs> I thought this week was going to be a fun one, Phil. I thought we were going to come on here and be silly and do loads of silly voices. We were just, we were just going to reminisce about live, you know, our past life, and no, it's got all serious and we've gone political again. Why are these cunts doing this to us, <laughs> oh, Andy? We're going to have to even it out now. Um, because well, we're on evens now. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, we're on an even amount. But why is he? Donald Trump is literally going to be the 47th, 47th. He was the 45th. Biden's the 46th. No, he was 40. Was he 45? He was the 45th, yeah. I know that because I had a T-shirt that said, fuck the 45th, not my president. Um, He'll be the 47th. Only one person's done that previously. Who was that? Cleaver. Grover Cleveland. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was the guy from Sesame Street. 
That's the one, yeah. Yeah. The blue one. Grower. Oh, yeah. 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 The guy that used to roller skate around the guy in the, in the restaurant. Who had two terms separate presidencies as president in separate tenures. I don't know. I'm just writing shit now. Yeah. Stephen Grover Cleveland, Andy Chamberlain, three point shot. It's in there. They they are they are they have just subpoenaed a plumber, a maid, a chauffeur, and a woodworker from Mar-a-Lago to testify against him <laughs> about about the documents. <laughs> Betty pays better than minimum wage. Betty wish he pays better than minimum wage now. Ugh. Honestly, there must be a they must have to take a number to testify now. There's that many people. It's it's so fun. It's so fun. How can, how can a tangerine fuck things up so seriously? Everything's so much fun, mate. I'm having a great time. I used to love tangerines at Christmas, and now I can't eat them because every time I peel them, oh yes, this would be the best tangerine ever. I can't. I can't look a tangerine in the face now. <laughs> He's ruined Christmas. You have ruined Christmas. You have ruined Christmas, Donald Jessica Trump. Anyway, for, as, as well as millions upon millions upon millions of other people's lives, but yeah, for me, think, Chris, Christmas tangerines. This this week has been brilliant for Donald Trump just because of the fact that he gets to talk a lot and get shouted at, and then gets all indignant and then starts shouting himself, and then he gets in more trouble, and then they shout at him, and then he shouts more, and then they tell him off even more. It's just like a vicious circle of telling off for Donald Trump this week. When and, the judge tells the, the lawyer to control your client, and the client goes no. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of the judge in the gym, but the judge is a bit of a is a bit of a uh, uh, septuagenarian fitty. Yeah, um, he's got kind of a dark brown haircut, but he's absolutely and utterly shredded. Like the guy has got angles for days. He's literally the opposite of Donald Trump. Then, yeah, he's he literally is like he's shredded, mate. And he posted some pictures on his social media, his own personal social media, of himself <laughs> in the gym with his friend. Um, and one of the pictures is him without his top on, uh, so he can show his body definition. Um, and you know, if I had a body like him too, I would be nothing but photos of me not wearing any fucking clothes because <laughs> he's literally fucking shredded. <laughs> Hench, I think, is the word in this country, isn't it? And he shared these photos with his alumni, um, from his university. This is a 70 year old man, so yeah. I'm guessing that the alumni from his university are. Probably his own age. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump mm. posted. <laughs> Come on, I think I missed this. Donald Trump posted something on Truth Social, reposting the pictures of the judge, saying that he shared these pictures with his college alumni. This disgusting judge posted these disgusting pictures to the alumni at his university, thinking that he's showing it with, like, 17-year-old girls. He's 70 years old. Yeah, his alumni, are, they basically, they, they have they have dinner at three in the afternoon. I mean, at the very least, they're going to be, what, 57, 58? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be at retirement if they're not already at retirement. Donald Trump's posting it like he's a fucking pedo. <laughs> <laughs> he's already told you to stop fucking talking. Like you don't stop how, I'm going to put you in prison. Please stop talking. 
I, he, I mean, he's had every opportunity to shut the fuck up, and he just isn't taking the hint. So, and the gag, the gag orders just aren't working. Why has he not been arrested? I think it's all it's all fun and games, and we can laugh until the bombs he actually until he actually wins. Yeah, and then the bombs start falling, and then the paramilitary stormtroopers become. Uh, come into play and then he starts wrangling up his enemies and literally shooting them on television and I then can't deal with another four years of Kofifi the Hunger Games it won't be four years mate I mean that's like ridiculously confident on your part that you think it's going to be a four year tenure it's not going to be a lifetime this is the yeah. guy that panders to dictators thinks that Putin is a strong guy <laughs> you know Uncle think... Vladimir thinks that the 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 North Korean regime is you know a brilliant family dynastic way of doing things it's it's just he's never going to relinquish power if he gets into it again never in a million years I'm just reading some of his true social pages I mean I'm worth more I'm worth billions of dollars more than what is on my financial statements you're not helping. Stop You're making it worse. Stop, Stop it. talking. Stop it. Stop it. Actually, do you know what? Carry on. Because all I can say is your arsehole's going to look like a wizard's sleeve when you get sent down. I didn't Honestly. set fire to the world. All I'm saying is I've got the lighter and the lighter fluid, but I did not set fire to the world. But if I wanted to, I could have, and it would have been the best fire ever. Shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> You're not making it better. I'm <laughs> the corrupt and racist New York State Attorney General Letitia Peekaboo James. Peekaboo James working in close coordination <laughs> with with the Trump hating radical left judge in the Biden White House refuses to drop the no jury allowed case that was brought to us using a statute never used before for this. That's because you're mental, Donald. They need you gone. Uh, they're all secretly hoping that one day a red dot in the courthouse just appears on your forehead and they can all look at their feet for 30 seconds until the crack happens. Just, but if that happens, he'd look in the mirror and he'd just come out with something really racist for like that 10 seconds before the bullet penetrates his fucking skull. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, to be honest, it's just solid bone. There's nothing to, there's nothing to damage. The thing that annoys me more than anything that, that really pisses me off about the situation is he's he's a straw man and he has no idea. He thinks he's like this big, tough, strong guy. He's like, hey, tough guy. And he's not. He's Play-Doh. But he's, he's Play-Doh in the hands of like some of the most dangerous men on the planet who are bankrolling yeah. his fucking ridiculous ideas it's, and letting him just talk while they know that if they keep throwing money at the situation, it's going to be paying off dividends in the future because he'll just do their bidding. What? It's just terrifying. He's, he's not strong. He's not effectual. He's just effectual to the people that are paying his bills. And that's yeah. like deadly for everybody else because a man who literally, what is it? A man who will stand for nothing will fall for everything. Yeah. yeah. And he does. He, he thinks he's the strongest man on earth. and He's not. He's 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 a fucking. He's got he's got all of the the strength of a fucking dog shit. Yeah, it's terrifying. But, but just he, like he, dog he, shit, you get it everywhere. Yeah, you never see white dog shit anymore, do you? They took chalk out of dog food. Is that what it was? Chalk and ash. 
I mean, some of my best artwork was done with white dog shit. Yeah, potash was in dog food. Mm. To make the dog food, uh, to make the dog shits go hard so that they were easier to clean up. Well, why did we stop doing it then? I don't know, but when I found that out, I actually then reminisced for a good week about white dog shit. You never see them anymore, do you? No, no it's because oh. they've taken all the potash out of dog food. Fucking Tories. You're ruining everything. Taking the potash out of our dog food so we don't get white dog shit. Our good British white dog shit, mind you. There was nothing quite like walking through park and coming across a big curly white dog shit, which you knew yeah. you could pick up and throw through a brick window. Honestly, they, people have robbed banks with that stuff. There's houses built up north with that stuff. You've got a big long one. You could put it in your pocket, pretend you had a gun, go in and rob a bank. You were getting mugged in the park. You could pick it up and you could shank someone with it. You could murk. I'm going to murk you. What with the shit in it, bro? Playing football, the minute you did the sliding tackle, you knew you are going to hit the white dog shit. You knew you were going to be fine <laughs> because it's white, so it's just going to bounce off you. <laughs> you try doing that with one of those fresh, you know, country, oh, yeah, country healthy food dog poos, and you just get smeared all up your leg, and you get Donald Trumped. Yeah. I mean, this judge does not look like someone with which whom I would mess with. He's ripped to fuck his knee. Honestly, honestly, his hench. He looks like Hellboy. He does. Actually, Hellboy would shit himself and go, after you, friend. Bloody hell. Yeah. Veering it's... wildly from Donald Trump. Yeah, which we all yeah. wish we could. <laughs> veering wildly into Donald Trump with my car repeatedly. <laughs> Stop wishing harm on people. We're going to have to go back to wanking koalas. <laughs> I hope that Donald Trump gets noshed off by an angry bear with dysentery. Is this the cocaine bear? That's an awesome <laughs> film. Have you seen Cocaine Bear? I haven't seen all of it yet, but... Shit me. It's ridiculously good fun. And then you realise it's a true story. Well, more or less. Yeah. I wish that- it was. Without the kids and trees getting violated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that. <laughs> right. Just So Donald Trump, we can agree, should not be allowed to be a human anymore. Yes. Moving swiftly on to our last bong, and then we're going to get on to our talking point. Yeah. The media have to wake up and start doing their fucking jobs, you absolute knobshines. Carry on, Andy, because this is your baby. I just think, right at this moment in time, when we were on the cusp of a full-fledged fascist revolution, when we've got disinformation and we've got not even passive, aggressive liars, we've got aggressive, aggressive liars in every walk of modern life, from corporations down to government, down to police, down to businesses, down to millionaires, billionaires, and all of the people that run our world. The media needs to stop pandering to these fuckwits and actually calling them out on their bullshit. And 99% of the problems that we are experiencing will overnight be fixed if the media were just to start reporting the truth and telling it like it is. Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Honest reporting. Honest report, Jeff Bezos, the billionaire is going into space, which is a massive waste of his money, but I suppose it's his money 
seeing as he's stolen it from everyone else. Just, you know, something like that. Just start there. It's not a waste of money. He just found it down the sofa. That's just his pocket change. I just wish they would call people out once in a while when they act like fucking bellends. I mean, that would be awesome. Can you imagine it in The Guardian? Shock horror. Rishi Sunak, noshed off by a koala. Massive bellend. The thing is, if the press do something wrong, the government are really quick to crack the whip and call them out on their bullshit. They are. But the media cannot or will not do the same. Well, no, they, they won't. The government. No. And it's, 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 it's almost like we've forgotten who pays whose wages. Yeah. Like, if we were all to just suddenly, like, you know, take our money out of our banks and start dealing uh, in 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 cold, hard cash, the yeah. government would fall apart overnight. Yeah. If we were to stop investing in banks and start doing, like, post office accounts and things like that. Yeah. Bring back, bring back provincial living. It's, it's, it's mental how these people have forgotten who actually calls the shots. Yeah. Like, it's, we employ you, you do the job that we pay you to do. You don't do what you want on the back of our votes. Otherwise, no. we won't vote for you anymore. But we, what we do, we roll over and let them tickle our tummies time and again. We, and, and this is why I'm all, I, this, the whole voter apathy thing makes me angry. Like, we have a duty as human beings in this country. If you have the, the right to vote, fucking use it. You cannot sit there and complain that, oh, we've got another four years of the Tory government. If you do not get out there and vote, make these people accountable. And the press need to be on this as well. Hold them to account. They are literally for the poli- the people. Polis is in the name. Police, you know, it's for the people. A policeman is... A man for a person for the for the people. A politician is a a advocate for their people. That's why we have constituencies. They are there to serve their constituents. But we are not getting that anymore. And the press aren't holding them to account. If these people who are saying like, "Oh, I don't vote," were to go along and spoil their ballot officially, yeah, sport ballots were, were being counted then I think the government and the politicians and the media would shit themselves. That's one of the best things Uncle Graham taught us. Do you remember that? Yeah. That, that and how to scam a pint out of the baker's arms. But, you know, spoil your ballot. Don't turn up. Don't not turn up. Turn up and spoil your ballot because it still gets counted, people. It's worth it. Thank Let you them know. Graham Parker, one of the best teachers at Wadston Church of England. Honestly. School. One of the finest, finest teachers there was at Wadston. And there were many good teachers at Wadston School. There were many good teachers at Wadston School. Yeah. Um, Wadston in um, Buckinghamshire, uh, right next door to Aylesbury, right next door to um, Grendon Underwood, where we uh, were brought up, uh, dragged up, some of them would say. Um, a fine, fine educational um, establishment. Yeah. Um, and Graham Potter was one of the deputy... Graham Parker. Uh, Graham Parker. Potter, sorry. Graham Parker was... Um, one of the uh, deputy heads and also the head of geography for the school. And um, head of sixth form as well. Halfway through one of the most memorable lessons I think we've ever had, Phil, um, when the Tory government of uh, John Major was facing a major political uh, turmoil, um, the government almost collapsed because one of his ministers almost uh, jumped ship 
to, I, th- I believe it was Labour, but it could have been the Liberal Democrats. And had he have done so, the delicate majority of John Major's uh, government would, would, would have gone. Yeah. And um, Mr. Parker stopped the geography lesson and gave us a crash course on British politics 101. And it was one of the greatest things I've ever been taught. I remember it crystal clear clarity. Almost almost verbatim. I could almost quote it because he was so clear and so honest. And I felt like it was the first time a teacher or an adult had been truly honest to us. And angry. He was so angry as well. Yeah, he was really angry. And and sometimes it, it, it's good for teenagers and kids to see ang- adults get angry because it's passion and it's real. Um, and, you know, and also the head teacher, Alan Armstrong, um, didn't realise at the time, one of the best head teachers ever. Just awesome. Just ran that school well and held his teachers to high account. Cracking, it was cracking school, cracking, cracking array of teachers, and some of the best life lessons I've ever learned. And then it's given me the power to go and watch the news now and kind of just go, "You're lying. You're just, yeah. you're just lying. You're just not telling the truth." Like, why is it that a teacher who is basically putting his career on the line by going off script and giving us a, a crash course in politics because he felt it was really important that we understood what was happening and we could then talk about it with our parents. Used an entire hour's worth of lesson to go off curriculum to teach us politics when it really wasn't his job to do so. But but it was his duty. He felt it was his duty, and I, I respected him for that as well. I really did, honestly. I, I, had, I had a lot of respect for a lot of teachers there. But um, Mr. Parker and, and Mr. Walker, who sadly wasn't very... Do you remember Mervyn Walker? Yeah. Um, was also one of the finest teachers and just knocked the rough edges off us a bit. And But he, they were honest and real, and I really respected them for it. But the the, the, the media can't, can't, they can't... They don't have the balls to do it. ...match up to that kind of standard of, of honesty. And they can't call out these people or their bullshit... And they're, they're just pandering to them. But why can't they? Why can't they do that? They can. They absolutely can. Impartial journalism, it's not about pandering. It's about the news. It's about shedding light on bullshittery and also the good stuff. It's not all about negative, but being real. In America, in, in America at the moment, there's a war against um, trust funds and hedge funds. Yeah, uh, because they're buying um, all of these institutes and uh, uh, organizations, so they can neuter them for as much profit as possible, while simultaneously deconstructing them, and then allowing them to just kind of fade into oblivion. Yeah. So short-term gain, long-term, you're going to lose the company, but. Don't worry, if you pay 70 million for it, you're going to end up making about 700 million off the back of it. Yeah, your assets strip the shit out of it. Yeah, as long as you can drive it into the into the rocks. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where we are with the media. When, you know, five people own all of the newspapers and media outlets in the world. Yeah. It's um it's a it's a joke, it's a it's an actual joke. And that's the reason why the media can't tell the truth. But they they need to start doing it, even at the expense of their own jobs. Like people need to start making sacrifices 
in position of power so that the truth can be told so that people stop falling for the narrative that's being wound by these fucking liars I, I know we talk about her a lot, but Carol Vorderman, case in point, lost her position in the BBC because she would not lose her voice. And good on her. More respect for her now, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of respect for her, but would not would not bow down to the BBC's draconian social media laws. And they felt it, and she was like, "Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not going to change. This is not stopping me." So she left. Well, she was pushed, but. You know, she would have. She she was happy with it. She was comfortable. Which goes on to our talking point, and yeah. uh, you would have noticed we put in the advert for our WhatsApp group. Um, but you don't have to go to the WhatsApp exclusively. You can go to any of our social medias. Um, you can go to Twitter, um, onto Facebook, Threads, Instagram, anywhere you find Paracetamol Headache under uh, a rock. Just people. shout our names out, and your town will hear you. Yeah, just honestly. Anywhere. Just go and find us on one of the social medias and just please tell us your answer to this question, which is our talking point for this week. How do we fix the world? Can we? How do we do it? How do we do it, Andy? Any suggestions whatsoever? Because if you're anything like us, just normal people, they're just sick and tired of the bullshit and the lies and the nonsense how do we stop this? Because I don't know about you. It's it's very disillusioning. Dis, disillusioning. I, I, the the world is so anxious. Everything is everything is anxiety inducing and panic making. Nothing is calm and nice. Everything has to be a problem or an, or a syndrome or a, an issue. How do we get rid of that? How do we get back to just decent humanity? I've got my ideas. Phil's got his ideas and we could talk about it till the cows come home, but frankly, I'm a little bit sick of talking. Yeah, we would love, we would genuinely love to hear from you. So please go onto one of our socials, drop us a DM, leave us a voicemail so we can play it on the next episode. Just tell us your thoughts on how we can start to fix the world. And that can be anything. It could be the macro or the micro. It can be big picture, little picture. It can be, something inconsequential to the rest of humanity but you find incredibly important that you think could be a building block where we can rebuild the world back into the state of repair rather than decay that we're allowing it to fall into just basic decent humanity just little things start with your own world start with your street start with your area start with your community we we lose we've lost community in many ways and people are now realizing community matters the Tories are talking at the moment. I can't remember the name of the Tory who did it, but it was actually in the news today. Um, after the King's speech, a Tory MP has come out and said that the King's speech should have included something in there about how we're bringing back national service. Um, and it's a very draconian, old-fashioned way of thinking because we are so far past the point of needing national service. Uh, spell um, of the army will sort them out. Considering that we've got one of the biggest standing armies in the world, we don't need yeah. service because we're just going to be forcing people to do something they don't want to do when we've already got a standing army of people who are volunteer to do the thing that they're happy to do, which is serve. Yes. So, and, and, and all credit to them. But, but I do believe that maybe there needs to be six months to a year after school 
before university where you can go into national service of a kind where you are doing something that benefits your local community there is there's something called the national citizen service it needs to be more yeah more prominent and i think something like that which is then promoted in school and it's built up as you're working through the different forms in different years from primary to middle to um high school i think yeah. if you're building the idea of that up through school and then it's something you jump into after school almost like work experience but like yeah. social work experience i would I, honestly I, i've had some dealings with them in my past as a youth worker the national citizen service it doesn't get the recognition it it, it deserves because it the projects and the the work they do with young people is absolutely amazing. Um, it's just an amazing organisation. And I agree with you, Andy. Something like that needs to have more prominence and almost be compulsory. Just, I just think if you built it up through the course of the your, your tenure in school, knowing for that when you graduate high school, um, yeah. you're going to go into this six months to a year of doing a, a kind of like an apprenticeship, but like a social apprenticeship yeah um, we, I'll, I'll drop the link for the national citizen service i would re- i would recommend it to, if you've got if you've got teenagers ready to leave school it's well worth it the national national service is not necessary because we don't need more military that's no. a problem that's something we need to actually fix is like reducing the scale of militaries across the world but something where you're looking at a national like a conscious social service where you're helping out your local community you're helping to rebuild, repaint, uh, restaff youth hostels and youth centres. Yeah. And it's the youth which are going in there to help the people younger than them that are coming up through the course of the years. Places where you can go and create art hubs and stuff. Things like that. I think that would be really, really good. And that's mm. a good way to start fixing the world. Uh, especially on a kind of micro level where we're looking at our country and how can we make our country the best possible country it can be and build upon that and then arc outwards. But it's just, yeah. a, it's, just a, it's just an example. Tell us how you would like to fix the world. Go to our Twitter. Go to our Instagram. Go to our Facebook threads. Uh, TikTok. We're on Tickety Talk. Look for Parasite to My Headache or the Parasite to My Headache, and you'll find you'll us. Find us, yeah. The artwork has all been changed now, so it's uniform across the board, so you can't miss us. Let it's, us know your it, thoughts. We would love. We genuine. And if you're in Peru, how do you do it in Peru, people? Because we know we've got you guys in Peru that like to listen. Please, mate, get in touch. We're desperate. We're desperate to know who you are. We would love to know you. I honestly think it's just a lone stoner on a backpacking holiday (laughs) just decided that he's going to live with the guinea pigs and the cocoa leaves in Lima. Every week he's just lighting up a spliff and going, it's a good episode, man. (laughs) Honestly, honestly. um, Have a look at We Are in, um, We Are, um, W-E-A-R, as in We Are, um, ncs.com it's the national system service if you've got teenagers i would heartily recommend it it's amazing um andy if you could boil it down into one sentence for yourself how could we start to fix the world community unity yeah community community um, sorry um uh and bring back talking yeah yeah. Not shouting, not talking over each other, not talking at each other, but actually conversation. Listening. Listening is such it's such an important skill we lack. Um, for me, let's just start by stop being dicks. Just honestly, 
Can everyone, for just five minutes across the world, everyone listening for five minutes, please, please, Phil, just tell them. Stop being dicks. Stop being dicks. Do you know what I recommend? Go to YouTube and search Team America World Police Asshole Speech. And dick speech. I think it's called dick speech. Hang on, let me find it for you. And it's a really good, it's a really good analogy by an alcoholic. If you've never seen Team America World, please watch it. Um, it's it's just an amazing speech. Um, we need to stop being dicks. We need to stop being assholes, and we just need to get on with getting on. That's it for another episode of Paracetamol Headache. We love you. We love you very much. You're all very wonderful people. Incredibly good looking, all of you, especially that one in the back there with the parting. Phil. Um, and Javier in Peru. And Javier in Peru. Anyway, um, time is running out, Philip. I love you. Love you too. Um, we'll see you all. Stop being dicks. Stop being dicks, please. Especially you, you dick. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs>